our biggest uh, struggle has been uh, um, as we start recording. Uh, our biggest <laughs> struggle has been because um, this is not our like our full time thing. You know, this is like the back burner thing. So it always gets put on the back burner, be high, be, be like behind. You know, this and that. So um, other than that, I mean, it's been going well. We get we got a, Terrence's Terrence's podcast got a ton a ton of listens. I mean, it, it blew up in like two days. Yeah. It's 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 been one of our top listened to ones over even our pilot, which was yeah. done pretty well. There's a lot of love for Terrence in the there world. Is. So. There is, oh, man, what a great guy. Um, anyway, so that voice right there, this is Two Skinny Ties. This is our next uh, next epi. One seventy three. One seventy three. We've done a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> right? Did you just make that number up? Yes. yes okay. All right. All right. And it's funny because I was uh, somebody asked me that question yesterday. I did a podcast with um, I forget his last name, Jason, uh, at our ABC affiliate in uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the Driving You Crazy podcast, and I said. You know, we usually started off with like, "Welcome back to Two Skinny Ties." This is episode two sixty three. It's just like a way to break the ice and like get the conversation flowing. So, if you uh, didn't hear two sixty two, you'd be like, "I don't know what's going on. Uh, what, what is are these guys doing?" I'm way behind. <laughs> yeah, gotta go back. <laughs> way behind. So much to catch up on. I gotta scroll. I gotta- All right, this is Joe Donatelli. That's the voice you're uh, you're hearing right there. You may not have heard his voice before, but I, I'm pretty sure you've either read something he's written or you've seen something he's posted. He is the digital manager digital director. digital director that's digital. the official title digital director <laughs> it's a, it's really easy to say digital director it's, he is yeah. the, the the king of what you see digitally around news five yeah you essentially king yes king. <laughs> king he's got a huge a good throne one. i do my 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 seat in my office is three feet off the ground <laughs> so that anybody who comes in is intimidated um yes. i often wear a crown it yes i mean you've, you've described me accurately <laughs> <laughs> now we're all on the same page here yeah Oh man! So yeah, I run I run digital here in this joint. I got here in uh, 2017. uh, Came in as digital director and uh, got a team of um, of six total, including me. And uh, I mean, then we work with the rest of the newsroom. We work with you guys too to make sure that we're getting the news, the weather, the traffic uh, across all of our platforms. uh, You know, as as fast and accurately as possible. How did you end up back here? You're originally a Northeast Ohio guy, right? I am. So yeah, I, I grew up in Mayfield Heights. I went to Mayfield High School. Um, then I went to Ohio University where I met the woman I would eventually marry. And nice. when yeah, when we um, we got married, uh, in, so we lived in Los Angeles, but we got married in Cleveland. So the, the church we actually got married at is right down the street on uh, 40th and Euclid. It's oh. St. Saint Paul's. So uh, we came back to Cleveland to got married. And that was kind of a sign, I think, that we knew that we were eventually coming back because we started talking about it. Uh, so once we had kids, we had uh, twins in 2015, we decided, um, hey, like now or never, like are we going to stay in LA or are we going to move back to Cleveland? So uh, in the summer of 2017, uh, when the kids were two, we decided uh, we're going to move back. So Wait, I- Where in LA? What, can I interrupt? Real sure. Quick? Where uh, in LA were you? Like? We lived We lived right, uh, I would, let's say Hollywood. Hollywood's the easiest way to say it. Nice. It's the, nice. Probably the most yeah, noticeable <laughs> location. Where in relation to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's house? <laughs> we were about three miles as the, as the crow flies uh, That's so awesome. east right? of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's house. That's so, that's so, cool. so sweet. So yeah, Hollywood <laughs> is next to Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills is, is near um, Bel Air. And that's 90210? Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly. So that's, that's it. No, that's, that's it. You got it. You got it. Uh, yeah, I've go been to LA one time. We went down 
Rodeo Drive. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> rodeo. <laughs> rodeo. Um, and then uh, I think we drove by the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's house. Sure. We drove by the Playboy Mansion. Yep. And then we, I think it was my mom, my my wife now, um, before we were married, and my two sister-in-laws. So we all went to like Hooters. Which <laughs> was <laughs> a, a, the obvious decision uh, for, <laughs> for yeah, dining yeah. in that situation. Uh, oh, man. We, then we would like, you know, Malibu, Malibu the Santa Monica Pier and all yep. that, all that good stuff. Yep. And, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, so, what did you do in LA? What were you out there for? So, I moved out there. Uh, so, I lived, I, I lived in DC for a number of years, uh, and then decided I'm going to go to Los Angeles, and I'm going to take. Uh, I want to be. Uh, I want to. I want to write comedy. So, I, I went out to be an improv and do sketch comedy, and I did all that. So, I, um, I did Upright Citizens Brigade while I was out there. Went all the way through their improv program, and at the end of that, uh, me and a bunch of my friends started an improv group. Uh, and then we also were doing sketch shows at the same time. So there was, a f- I don't know, six to eight years where I just was doing comedy, like nice. Friday nights, Saturday nights, not stand-up, all improv and sketch, uh, which I liked because it's more collaborative. So if you ever go to Los Angeles, go see an improv show at Upright Citizens Brigade. Go to see uh, the Saturday or Sunday night. It's a show called Ass Cat. It's the top performers, and they they all work they all work on all of the TV shows and movies you've liked over the last oh, ten years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're just like kind of the, they're the writers and maybe some of the producers and some of the bit actors, or in some cases some of the main actors. Uh, Matt Walsh from Veep, uh, he's one of the guys who was uh, who founded uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. So I did that, and that's how I made all of my friends in LA. So I just constantly got to hang out with with comedy people all the time and it was a lot of fun uh, but I always kept one foot in the world of journalism at the same time to pay the bills Right, and then uh, eventually I was able to uh, merge those two worlds uh, with a couple jobs I had so uh, I worked for a bunch of digital startups where they needed somebody who could write and somebody who could report and what I mean by write is like somebody who could write entertainingly to like say like a, specifically a male audience for a new men's, uh, men's website or something like that and eventually I parlayed um, all of that experience into um, again combining the, the two things I was good at or the that I liked doing, which was comedy and writing. And uh, I combined them at uh, first at Playboy, where I was able to um, work, you know, on a bunch of uh, projects that were a lot of fun. Um, I was part of the rebrand at Playboy when they went all non-nude and they relaunched their website uh, to be safe for work. So they brought me in as part of that team because I am as safe for work as you can get, fellas. <laughs> I am. I am. That's as, it. We're ending this I now. Am SFW. <laughs> S-F-W. <laughs> they were. They were like, who in Los Angeles is the safest for work guy who we could bring in here <laughs> to be an editor? And they were like, Joe is. That's the guy who will not do anything salacious. So oh, that's awesome. So when they when you when they say, um, oh, I read it for the articles. I was the guy who edited the articles for the website. Like that was my job. Huge compliment. Like, yeah, exactly. It is. Exactly. Hey, you do Playboy. You see a lot of the late. No, I edited a nine hundred word article today. You know about right. some heavy uh, issue. Got a, three questions I need to cross off yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was my that was my jam, which was really again um, a lot of fun because we would you know we produced a lot of videos that were a lot of fun like we would work with the the, the playmates no and we would produce com- comedy videos like we were making we were we were trying to to take the brand in a, in a different direction so where the brand was traditionally you know very much you know you know what it was about it was you know it was about sex we uh, we tried to uh, to bring a, a modern sensibility to a lot of what we did 
uh, you know, recognizing that, um, you know, on the internet today, like you can have fun and you can make people authentic and real. And so we did a lot of that, uh, there. And then, uh, I also worked with some pretty great writers, uh, and, uh, and, and like basically was able to, um, combine, you know, all the things I like with that job. Uh, and then I moved on to LA mag where again, uh, Los Angeles magazine, which is like their version of Cleveland magazine. Right. Uh, and I was a senior writer and editor there and I uh, was able to just do they, you know, they kind of said like, you know, write whatever you want, which is exactly what you want to hear as a writer. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So I got to write a lot of really fun articles, uh, while I was there, enjoyed, enjoyed it. Uh, but then when I was there, that's when we started talking about moving back to Cleveland. So look, came into news five one day, uh, we were here for the Twinsburg twins festival because ah. our kids are twins and which we, is huge. It's huge. And everybody <laughs> should go. Oh, it's it's great it's great it's great everybody should go to that um so we came back and i and i said oh, i'm gonna do a little networking while we're back for that and so i swung by uh channel five because i grew up watching this station this was my station i grew up i was like i was a channel five guy so i was like i'm gonna pop in and, and i used to work for scripts a long time ago fresh out of college so i already had like a contact at the company i could say like hey can you get me in for an informational interview i walked in and they were like uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just here to, if you ever need somebody on digital, I can help out. And they were like, we don't have a digital director right now. So I literally <laughs> ended up interviewing with, uh, with like, with Steve, our GM that day and, uh, with our then HR person. And then, and I met with our then, uh, digital EP and, you know, it turned into, it went from like me stopping in to say hello and introduce myself to, uh, 24 hours later, I was part of a formal interview process. And I think it was like a week later I was offered the position. After. Isn't that crazy how yeah. things like that just like fall into place sometimes it's what are you doing insane here? because you yeah. like people work so hard to get certain jobs and then when things just come together it happens quickly like that's kind of how things like when we were talking with terrence like that's how yeah. he things ended up with his new gig there yeah. like you know um in the matter of a week it was like nothing to bam yeah it's no, crazy. It, what are the it, odds, it, right? It What's your name? You want to run right? the department? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? Right. <laughs> you want to come back? <laughs> so that, so that, and that was great. And I, I liked, uh, and I, I felt really good, like right off the bat, because I, because I like Steve, uh, Jeff Harris, who was our news director at the time. Like the everything was in place, uh, and you know. Like I, I asked around the TV business and I was like, "What? T- what's the story on Channel Five? And they were like, "Big J Journalism, well-respected newsroom, um, everything you guys already know." Uh, but I didn't know that as an outsider to TV, so that made me feel good because I know you can't come into a station like News Five and succeed unless you're doing like a high level of community, local news, breaking news, investigative. Uh, so like I, I felt really good about the fact that all of my shortcomings would be covered up by the fact that we had a really great newsroom until I was able to catch up with w- what TV actually is, which I, I feel like I've been able to close that gap in the last two years since I've been here and I, I feel a lot more confident about uh, about what I do every day when you came here too um, I and I found this out actually via Twitter uh, and you kind of had some um, some family hardships your daughter had, was dealing with some health yeah. issues uh, and, you know oh you yeah. can dive into it as deeply as you no, want to but was, it was it was interesting how that kind of all dovetailed into um, how you ended up back in Northeast Ohio yeah no it, it, it was crazy um, so right uh, so I was at Playboy for two years and change and uh, when they had a new CEO takeover and they decided to go in a new direction. So, uh, you know, the, the safe for work crew of which I was a part of, you know, was laid off. So that, that was unfortunate. And that happened to coincide with when we had, um, a surgery scheduled for my daughter for her heart. Now it's a, and this is, this is weird to say it's a common heart surgery for, uh, for young children, but uh, I think it's called a PDA 
and uh and but she had that surgery and uh and that that happened right when i was laid off from my job so it was a very uh tense and trying time but you know i there's one thing i've always kind of kept in the back of my head because it's happened over and over which is sometimes your your worst days are actually your best days because laying off being laid off from playboy and uh and and that that whole really terrible summer led to me coming to uh at los angeles magazine and if i hadn't been at los angeles magazine i think for two years i think it would have been hard for news five to hire me as somebody who uh you know can do what we do here so it was it was like it was the worst thing but and i but i didn't know it but at the same time it was also the best thing and her surgery went fine and she's perfectly healthy so you know that all worked out but uh the the two times i've been laid off in my life were one right before my daughter was about to have surgery and the other time was two weeks before i got married oh (laughs) i I was late i worked for a digital uh digital publisher and uh and they were laying people off you know i didn't know i went into work one day and i got called into hr and they were like so you know what this is about right and i was like no i don't know what this is about (laughs) what did i do yeah i was just writing you know it was for a men's website i worked for and i was like i was just writing some stories about shaving cream or whatever like (laughs) like, i don't know what is this about and uh and they were like oh so we're letting you go and literally oh oh, we're letting you go so So should i finish this article or not hit hit publish (laughs) oh the worst part was then they were laying off one other guy in our department and he sat next to me and they were like oh, no. and don't say anything to him oh no uh, and so i went back <laughs> and you're on your own i thought about right? it yeah I, I was like i was like you know what i'm gonna let and i liked him he was a really good guy i was like i'm gonna let him enjoy the rest whatever he can of this morning because it's coming so i'm not gonna ruin it so mm. i didn't say anything just because i knew his day was going to be ruined anyway yeah. which led to um wait and, did you have to finish like the day they, like so working this like was, after they this place was this place was it was it was wild um i i did they said they it was actually kind of great because they said um hey uh well you know they they let me have like two more weeks but kept me on their health insurance for another month which was good uh and then they they said um hey and uh you know at the end of it uh we want to do an exit interview with you you know at, where, and at the exit interview they like you know one of the managers uh who was not my manager uh was like so what do you do and i was like what is this office space like it was literally like <laughs> what do you do around here yeah. and i was and like it was crazy because me and the other guy who got laid off we were literally the first ones in the office every day and the last ones to leave like we were the ones who like everyone rolled in at nine we were there at 8 30 everyone left at 5 30 we were there till six uh that other guy right now is the executive producer of a tv show uh and everybody i worked with at that company has gone on to write best-selling books produce tv shows write tv shows write books it, it's it, it was an incubator uh of talent and uh i loved everybody i worked with but we like i don't think anybody left there on their own terms or <laughs> in a normal in a normal fashion but that's kind of los angeles for you like you'll if you're there long enough and you work in enough places like you'll just start to bump into people who you know will go on to be really successful and do cool things how does the uh the, the uh i'm gonna go back to your, your comedy kind of background or whatever um how does that get like help you get into um digital for news i mean what's yeah. the connection there so i thought about that a lot uh and when you do sketch con- or no, when you do improv let's put it this way when you do improv uh, you have to be a good teammate so and being a good teammate means being a good listener uh, and also understanding and empathize with what other people are going through in the moment on stage so that you can feed them. So you can either be, every scene tends to have a straight man and a crazy person. Uh, so, right? A classic, every classic comedy scene does. So uh, when you're on stage, you're trying to figure out like, who am I? Who are they? And you have to really listen. 
Uh, and you have to be able to think on your feet. And I think when you work in uh, digital media, uh, you have to be able to, you know, listen to your audience or, or listen to your own web staff, you know, uh, and you have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be nimble with how you present the news because it changes so quickly from minute to minute and hour to hour. So to me, it, it and that gave me doing that over a number of years and sometimes failing spectacularly over and over until I got it right, you know, gave me uh, confidence to be able to make decisions. So how did like it helped me? I think it helped me develop as a human being and as somebody um, who can work well with others. So it's not like, you know, every story we write or everything that comes out of here is real funny but uh i I think i'm a better collaborator and i think when we have a story that can have some elements of fun to them we're able to you know slide that part in very confidently without having to worry about it i was going to say you do a very good job of and i didn't realize that you had the comedy background that explains Mm -hmm. so much because it seems like 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 anytime that i'm laughing at a tweet it's usually one that you fired off that's got like some some sort of like great connection like that I never had thought of like it's very witty it's always like well thought out and I'm like oh god why didn't I think of that (laughs) one of of the first uh, first times I saw it from you was a Facebook message somebody was commenting about chemtrails yeah. oh yeah about something and then i thought it was like mark or brian or something yeah. like that because it was so well like weather written and right. like with some comedy in it and i yeah. was like who wrote that I, oh nice that's usually my jab now anytime <laughs> yeah. like i usually yeah. go to the chemtrails with the incorporate with the chopper after that. yeah we yeah i i think i think somebody we often we sometimes i shouldn't say often because we have we have good commenters on our on our Facebook page in general uh, and uh, one of them though started going off in conspiracy land about some story so uh, I, I said um, I confessed that uh, Air Tracker 5 our helicopter sometimes <laughs> spreads chemtrails so in order to c- control the population <laughs> and I did it like so tongue in cheek that uh, it, it got a lot of pickup uh, some of the local blogs picked it up oh, and it was so people great. were posting on Twitter but <laughs> that was that was a little bit of a coming out party for me like it just uh, like sometimes you got to read the comments uh, read our News 5 comments because if i have time and we have a big story i'll try to dip in there and uh and respond to people and i generally try to be nice to people you know do you like, respond as news five yeah yeah okay. i'll respond as news five but I'll, i always think about what i'm going to say because i know that it, <laughs> it could be misconstrued any number of a thousand ways so uh but that that specific one was just like you know what like everyone who uh comments on our facebook page regularly like knows that there's conspiracy folks out there so this is the first time somebody actually like dealt with them on like on that playing field <laughs> and responded in kind and it got a huge response because i think everyone was waiting for someone to say something to fire back yeah, yeah. it's funny because i i mean i've used it too now because it's like why is there a tracker five flying over my house and you know wadsworth <laughs> it's like oh we needed to refill in medina so we could spray the south but like, <laughs> like and exactly. I, I always wonder like what that other person on the other side of their phone that gets that notification like yeah what Wait, what yeah exactly <laughs> like, and what, and then they just, just start confirmed my suspicions. Here. They start watching News Five for reasons they can't understand. <laughs> it's just overpowering urge to. Um, I wanted to touch on something too that you also talked about, and as responding as News Five, because I know you know th- this is the digital age that we're li- living and working in, and I know a lot of friends that work in digital media and do social media for companies and brands and teams. Uh, and one of the tweets that I always see or I frequently see fired off. Um, I know a couple of people that are like social media, digital media managers, and they're say, they say, um, it's funny when fans think that they're responding to the team's Twitter page, that the team is actually responding to them. And it's, it's, I, th- I thought that that's interesting to, to, to that, the, that that's the age that we live in. And as a digital director, like, how is that, like, how do you 
build a brand like that and how do you walk that line? Yeah. Um, what is that like? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. I mean, you're and you, I, I know what you're talking about because Will. I, I, I may not have asked that question very well. No, no, so. no. I think tell me if this is what you mean. Like, Will Will post a story about like a policeman who was a hero, and people will say like, "Thank you, sir," in our comments, and it's like, well, he's not reading this. He didn't post that. Right, but right. They're just expressing that that sentiment out into the world. Um, I think what we how we operate is, um, I think we think a lot about um topics, ideas, and notions that um, folks have invested a lot of their time and energy to already. Uh, and those are those are things that are really important to the people of Cleveland. So um, you'll see us um, revisit those things um, repeatedly uh, and and bring you know and you know this is kind of a really backwards way of saying doing the news. Like we'll present new information about the things they care about. But I think a lot about like what our audience cares about in any minute you know minute to minute hour to hour day to day. You know what we talk about is like where's our audience's headspace at right now? Uh, because you know in a in a world where um, Facebook plays a huge role in getting your news out into the the world and it does digitally, um, you need to think about what other people are thinking about. Uh, and that's where I'm constantly working with our team. And they're getting pretty good about it at trying to identify like what topics are really matter today, right now, this hour. Uh, and a lot of that comes, a lot of that comes to weather. Like we, uh, when we're, when we're good on weather, when we're timely and, uh, and I mean that like the digital team, like sharing the stuff that you and Mark and Ramesh and Brian are doing, like we, we can capture a really big audience cause we're, we're meeting people when they need us in that moment. Um, and same thing with traffic too, John. Like when when you know 480 closes down and we've got the push alert out as people are pulling out of their driveways, like oh, I guess I got to find another way to work. Then we're we're finding a way to be useful to them in that moment. So that's that's how I think about it. Is like what do the people of, of Northeast Ohio need right now, and how can we get it to them? And then how can we get it to them in a way that's going to get them to open it so they can actually read it. I remember you saying that too, like if we can win early, we can win throughout the day too. And that's something that I always yeah. try to keep in the back of my mind because I know Kaylin is always talking to us in the morning about anything that we got going on and asking to stream and things like that. So it's always yep. a huge digital element. Yeah, it's Kaylin Plavity, our morning web producer who does a stellar job of getting us off to a running start every day. She really great. does though. Yeah, She's great. She yeah. brings breakfast sometimes. She, she does. She Fantastic. does. She is made of a 98% caffeine. <laughs> right. Like there is, oh, there is very little blood in her caffeine system. She is pure I was, caffeine. I was dragging one morning and I asked her with like what she would like, if she could like recommend something. And I think it was like a, which she said at a hundred miles per hour, uh, you can have a red <laughs> eye and that's like three shots of espresso with some ice. And I was like, just straight like espresso, like a coffee cup of <laughs> yeah. espresso. I'll oh yeah, a, yeah. Or you yeah. can get a black eye and that's, that's four, that's four <laughs> shots. And I was like, what? I can't even handle yeah, that. Like, right? I'm yeah. gonna can, run I, can, I, can I get a straw with that? Like oh, man, yeah, no, <laughs> sip on yeah, that for the yeah. next eight hours. Seriously. <laughs> okay. So we've mentioned Facebook. We've mentioned push alerts. Yep. What like we digital, we're going into the digital age. Sure. Everything's TV's digital. Now, yeah, essentially. it is. So what all, I mean, being the digital director, like, yeah. where, where all do your, the arms reach what is news five's digital footprint i guess is so that, yeah it's funny because uh well so there's also there's like the old part of it too which is your website and your app but that's also your most loyal audience so because they're they've bookmarked you they, they've downloaded your app they're coming every day so you need to pay attention to that audience because they're very loyal uh and then you have new audience which is in places like uh roku and and amazon fire and uh, apple tv and so we're we're increasingly paying attention to to uh to how uh, what kind of what kind of um news we can put in front of 
those folks. And that's always going to be video or live stream or something like that. So, um, you know, right now we're, we're, you know, we're spread and I don't mean spread in a bad way, but it's, you know, it's social media. Um, it's the, the site, the app, uh, and what we call uh, OTT, which is over the top content, which is Roku and Amazon fire. So all of those things, uh, you know, get, get my attention, uh, every single day, but you know, we're, we've got a, you know, we've got a really good team here. I'm not just saying that cause we're on like a news five podcast. Like I'd say this if I was anywhere, like we've got a good team here and we can execute on these things. Uh, and it helps that, you know, I think we, we've got, um, you know, a, a newsroom that has uh, its priorities in order. So, uh, we're able to, to do what we're supposed to do every day. <laughs> I think that was actually <laughs> perfectly timed. Yeah. No, no, it was. A, oh, I think it was a message. Somebody was sending a message to our Facebook page. Actually, nice. Um, oh, nice, uh, nice. good. Where I, where I was going to kind of go with that too, um, and Trent and I were just talking about YouTube TV. Streaming is huge now. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, we went through that wave of people cutting the cord. Yep. Um, and I was thinking to myself as I was telling him about this too. Uh, it seems like things may kind of swing back the other way because there's everyone has a streaming service now yeah, right how do you juggle that how does the digital age or the digital side of things juggle that i think you have to i think you have to make uh i think you make small bets in different areas and you see if they pay off so i think that's what we that's kind of what we do here is like we we try things in different places and we see over a period of time does it, it does this work uh, and then, you know, maybe we double down or maybe we take our money off the table. So that's the, that's the general approach, uh, to, to how we're able to, um, get into all these, you know, different platforms and what we try. And I think, you know, and, and we also just think about, I think a lot about like, where's our audience, you know, like where can we reach the most people with our journalism right now? And so that gets a lot of attention too. Uh, and so that's why, you know, we, I think with things like our push alerts, apps, uh, Facebook, uh, or, you know, making sure we also get, uh, you know, we also get traffic from search from people just searching for articles. So making sure that uh, all of our articles are optimized so that they're as easy to find as possible on Google. Um, you know, that those are, those are the things we, we kind of concentrate on the most. Um, so I think at the end of the day, you just, that just I just stay focused on like how do we get our our, our journalism in, in front of as many people as possible today uh, you know and, and where are they and so that though that kind of thought guides you know our efforts day to day does that change like on a daily basis to where they might be or uh, well yes uh, so there are some days where you know and I, I don't want to give away any trade secrets or anything <laughs> but there are some days when there's a lot more people on mobile right and there's some days when there's a lot more people on desktop um, there are times of the day when there are more people on Facebook there are times of the day when there are fewer people on Facebook. So you uh, you can factor those things into your efforts uh, in terms of, you know, so that might inform if we've got a really big investigation from, you know, from the, from the team downstairs, what, uh, when are we going to put, you know, when are we going to put that out in the world so that it'll have the most eyeballs on it? And that's where we take, you know, that's where we take those things in. If it's weather, we just blast that out there as fast as possible. You know, if we've got severe weather coming, we don't wait. It, you right. know, we'll just, we'll get it out there. But if we've got a six month investigation coming from Sarah Buttison or Ron Regan or or Jonathan Walsh, or you know, some Scott Knoll, or uh, any of these guys. Um, hey, we got to really be strategic about when that's going to go out. So that's where all that you know, paying attention pays off. You mentioned uh, a bunch of small bets, and then and then you decided you double down or pull out. What are some? I guess if, if you can talk about it, what are some small bets we've got going now? Like, yeah. is that like new apps? Are you talking about or what? what no, are some examples? it's uh, it's like content mix. So it's it's like what kind of content are we doing every day? 
Uh, so, you know, it could be uh, how frequently are we posting to Facebook? Um, it could be what kind of content are we doing in the morning? Uh, what kind of content are we doing at night? So uh, we, you know, we, 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 we experiment with things to see uh, what gets us uh, the most amount of uh, return for our efforts. So okay. it's, it's, that, it's that kind of thing. Uh, and then, you know, I think with, um, with uh, Roku and Amazon Fire, um, you'll see us doing more this year. Uh, in putting uh, content on those platforms, and that'll be us trying things out and experimenting. So, and that's to catch the. Um, I mean, I guess that's to catch everybody that doesn't watch over the air, like mm -hmm. on TV or on cable or satellite or whatever. Correct. Yeah, that's so. There, if there's people who just watch us on, on just cut the cord, on just have yeah. internet. Kinda. They just got Roku, right? So they can catch all of our new shows and a replay of uh, our 6 a.m., 6 p.m., and 11 p.m. All get replayed. Uh, and, and then there's a lot of other content that we have there that we get from, uh, scripts, our, our, our corporate owner. And then, um, on top of that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be adding, um, we'll be adding shows to that over time. So, and some of that stuff will be happening uh, relatively soon. And, you know, we're going to take a look at it and, and see what the audience thinks of that. So this year's big focus is going to be on adding that kind of stuff. Is that that, you yeah. You're going to see that. Um, okay. yeah, that, that's, that's going to get, that's going to get our attention and that's, that's getting, um, you know, and that's us, I think, um, making a smart bet about the fact that there are a number of cord cutters and, uh, and they want the news. Like we, we see the numbers and they're sticking around for a decent amount of time. So this isn't like, uh, they're sticking around for longer than somebody does for a web story. You know, they're turning us on and they're watching us on a big screen in their house and they want to, they want to see the six o'clock news, but maybe they're catching it at six thirty instead. No kidding. That's yep. interesting. <laughs> <Yep>. That's interesting. <laughs> yep. What do y'all, what do you know about TikTok? So I know. <laughs> so there are, uh, so TikTok, I want to be TikTok famous so bad. Uh, <laughs> you have awesome. no, you have no idea how serious he is about this that's because I, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. He'll have sent me like four TikToks. Are you on TikTok right now? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta follow Trent. Oh, yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I downloaded it so I could figure, so I could start to figure it out. Um, it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's uh, so any, any come on everybody like all the kids do it like it's that's just that's how I feel like I'm getting old now like <laughs> I can't figure out TikTok because I'm look I'm looking at some of the stuff that I'm edit that's edited together and I'm like well and then, good. Th well then I try to do it yeah. and I'm like I could I might as well just do this on Final Cut like what yeah. am I trying to do here on my might phone as well fire up my old computer right. over I, here and <laughs> I've seen like, what's so, the issue I can make it look better too I've seen one news organization make interesting use of TikTok so the Washington Post has a TikTok editor now Washington Post has that Jeff Bezos money so yeah. they can yeah. hire a guy just to be on TikTok for them it's purely a branding play so it's something where um, he goes around their newsroom and the, you know, the Washington Post is huge so he can work with different reporters and editors and do fun videos and skits and, and gags with them and he has material for days and that's his whole job so his whole job is to raise awareness amongst young people that the Washington Post is exists and is cool yeah it's cool yeah there you go too so yep was that something that will make one of those small bets in? No, uh, we, we have we have not. We have not. Um, I like bets that pay off with people looking at our advertising in some way. Okay. Um, and TikTok doesn't. There's no way. There's no way to do that quite yet. So we could do it as purely a branding play. Um, but right now, our our efforts are concentrated uh, on getting people onto our platforms. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. So our whole goal with the digital thing is to bring people back to us. But that's the main thrust of it. Is okay. the main thrust of it. But there are also times you'll see us on Twitter and Facebook where we will post content just to Twitter or just to Facebook because that's the best way to get that information out to people quickly. So sometimes that could there might be a we we might just post a snow totals graphic in uh, on Facebook because that tells the whole story. Right. Uh, and so and sometimes that's all it needs to be. So we don't always drive people back to our site. Sometimes um, we just we'll post something because it's like oh you know what this is a perfect video for Facebook you're just going to see it here um, you know it wouldn't make sense maybe to put on our site for whatever reason that makes sense so you're essentially spreading the information the, whatever the best way to get that information yep. out if it requires more than Facebook then it brings it back to where we can have all of it correct so okay. it's the it's the right news for the right platform so what what if if something is too complicated to tell on Facebook, which is most stories, it's best told on our platform, which is our website and app. So that's that's why we're like, hey, there's this thing over here you might be interested in. It's on our site and it's on our app. And you know, we're going to use Facebook to let you know it exists. And it's also the place where the conversation about that particular piece of information will happen. Man, see, I'm learning so much right here. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this podcast, but I may just, like replay it back later <laughs> on just to, just to pick up some of this stuff because sure. it makes so much sense. Like if it's uh, uh, just like a crash or something yeah. uh, in in, uh, in my stuff's on weather, I guess, to a degree too, is the, about the immediacy of it. Sure. Yeah. Right. So that's just like get it out there. Right. You know, got all that stuff. But if it's like a long term like construction project, right. Yeah. That's going to be more for like our, like the website. Yes. Kind of right. Where you would need, you might need 500, 600 words right. and a map and maybe a link to, um, you know, some piece of information the state has provided to, you know, to further tell that story. So that, like, I there's think there's a method behind the madness. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> definitely a method. And it is madness. It, it, it really is. But, um, you know, we're very, in, we're very intentional with everything we do. Uh, because the way I think about it is like if you're holding a phone in your hand, we are competing with every piece of content that has ever been created in history, right? You can get every book on Amazon. You can get every movie on one of those platforms. You can get your news from somewhere else. Uh, you can watch every TV show that's ever been made. So why are you paying any attention to us right now? Uh, and that's that's what I think about a lot is uh, making sure that we're doing things the right way to gather attention towards our uh, our stories and our weather reports and, and traffic reports. That's really where I feel like your comedy chops like really get us a foothold there too because you seem like you have – I think – Comedy, just kind of in a general, from a, a third-person perspective, for me, just has a way of engaging people. Mm -hmm. And when you can create something that somebody can yep. uh, engage with, that that automatically gets them more likely to click and yeah, and engage in that content. So, to to the extent that I will claim any success as a manager <laughs> in this building, it's that uh, a lot of those, a lot of the time now, uh, when you see things you like on our platforms, it's coming from the staff. So when I got here, I was very much very, very intentional about going on our platforms and posting these some of the things we've talked about. But uh, lately, uh, it's been our it's been Courtney, Cameron, Drew, Kaylin, Ian. Like they they will pitch an idea like, hey, what if we do this for the headline? Uh, our fish fry, our guide to our ultimate. We did the 2020 ultimate fish fry guide, and the headline was "In Cod We Trust." Which is a great headline, right? <laughs> it's like it grabs your attention. It's it's fun, um, and so that was that was written by I think that was Ian who wrote that one. And so like w what I did here by doing that across the platforms was just kind of like let the team know like you know you guys can do this too. Like you're all funny. Like everyone on that team is funny in their own way. Um, and not that we're funny about every article because we, we have right, a lot of right, conversations right, right. about Absolutely. if someone gets hurt, if someone dies, uh, you know, 
okay, we got to play it straight. But if we're if we've got an article or we've got something that's lifestyle or fun, um, you know, how can we how can we show that we are uh, human beings over here on, in, in our in this building, bringing you the news every day? And and people crave that kind of authenticity online. And then once they get it, once you're once you're at least in my case, once like. I get, you know, the accurate and trustworthy like information. That's where I'm going to come back if I feel some sort of a connection. And comedy kind of builds that. Yeah, I think so. And we've gotten comments before in our comment section on Facebook, like, you know, whoever, you know, like whoever runs your social media is is great. And it's not, and those aren't in reply to just the things I post. That's to the whole team because because uh, they're they're coming up with very clever and interesting headlines and teases and things like that or push alerts. Which again, like that. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> that, I was that, just going to turn you off for a few minutes. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Uh, so that 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 is that has traveled beyond just me. So I don't want to take credit for all those efforts because that that's the whole team doing that. Did you who all was here when you got here? Uh, was anybody here? The a- the folks who are still uh, here right now uh, was uh, Drew uh, Schofield, our uh, dayside web producer, and uh, Kalen uh, Lavity, our morning web producer. And then we've added some folks since then. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What's uh what's what's next? What's upstream? Uh, that's a good question. Other than other than like the OTT, Roku stuff like that, what's uh, hmm? I, I, no, that, that's a really good question. I think we are um, we are focused on adding um, some some depth and context to our stories. In we're we're generally good about it, but I want us to get better. So when you read um, a News Five story, I would like it uh, if it's coming from the web team. Um, and then we'll, we'll help tra- make this travel out to the newsroom. I'd like it to look more like a newspaper article than something that you might uh, traditionally associate with a TV website. So TV uh, news is often like, hey, it, it's, it's, it's fast. We're going to get it out there. Um, you know, it's the news you need to know right now. And that has a place in the world. Um, but with the high amount of investigative and enterprise storytelling that we do in this building, um, how do we add depth to that? And it could be as simple as, you know, let's add a map here. Let's throw in a chart. Let's add some graphics. Um, so, so kind of like slowing down a little bit or? Yeah. And taking like taking small bets on stories too. So if we've got a story that we know is our story of the day, uh, I, you know, maybe give it to a web producer to spend, uh, you know, more than a, sh- a short amount of time on. So maybe, maybe before they would have edited that script from a TV reporter and push it out into the world. Now they'll add some extra digital element that enhances the storytelling. I was just about to ask you that too. How is it? How do you? And this may this is probably the wrong way to ask this question, but how do you differentiate or how do you make that content unique by just by not just taking you know the script that is in iNews and pasting that into the web story? Like yeah. how do you how do you tweak that? How do you make that more digitally engaging? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the things that our newsroom is pretty good about is talking about stories. So you, like if you talk to somebody enough about a story, they'll they'll say the thing that you that will put the light bulb off over your head and go oh that's a map or oh like that's a chart like you know or oh we should um we reported on that story two years ago let's get the background from that story into your current your current web script so those are i think that's where the um and and we do a lot of planning around here too so that's where the um the opportunities will will present themselves and also you know our we've got we've got folks a lot of folks in this newsroom who've been in the cleveland market for a while so they'll they'll know you know where we can add depth and 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 further reporting on a story so that's where i want to see us like i think we're good i think we could be better at that this is a lot of (laughs) in-depth yeah i know i know you gotta really nerd out right which is great i love it um so hopefully you guys love it listening to it (laughs) Uh, Uh, so but, but back to Playboy. Right, right, right. Did you see anything yeah. cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, moving on for, for you, um, as far as uh, um, where am I going at with this? Beyond the, the digital stuff here at work. Sure. 
What, what's next for you? That's uh, a. I I love the idea of um, doing as much as I can to uplift local community journalism the 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 stuff that people met like that matters to people every day and like that's the thing that keeps this job from ever being a grind uh so i'll just going to continue to look for opportunities to to uplift that so um some of that means making sure that we are dialed in on ott uh some of that's going to mean uh more podcasts coming from the station uh just finding different ways to make um you know the newsroom i work in as as vital and uh and you know have as much resilience as possible so that we're you know that we're around for a long 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 time you know because local journalism is struggling across the country um and you know i i want to be part of the the solution you know not not you know not someone who stood by and and was like oh yeah that happened on my watch uh so that keeps me motivated uh because i've i've worked in in too many places in too many newsrooms that uh eventually um you know it, things it, they shrunk they went away they they closed the place down like um i i want to be you know i want to i want to be a part of the um like i said the part of the solution so that keeps me motivated i've never you know had a day where i, I dreaded coming into work because i feel like there's an opportunity to do something here every day that's not only good for this room but good for the business too 2020 is also an election year. Uh, how does that, what challenges does that pose for digital in a digital yeah. department? I think we get, um, it's, it's, it's funny. We, um, here at News 5, I think we play it pretty straight down the middle. But uh, anybody we're associated with, um, we get kind of lopped in. So we might hear in our comments about how biased we are because of something uh, ABC News the did. media. Or the media did or something that was on one of the shows that's on our channel that, that isn't our, a new show of ours. So um, so we have to, you know, we, we have to just kind of like grit our teeth and suffer through a certain amount of that uh, without which, trying to sound defensive. Which you have to realize that everything, this is for, not for, for you two, it's for everybody listening, is that we have zero impact on what's on our station other than what we put on newscast yeah. wise. <laughs> yeah. Everything during a newscast, that's us. That's the decision we make in this building. Everything, the, the shows that are on, the time that they're on, it's not, that's not really us. Anything that's on network stuff, that's from way above us so right it, it, that those decisions do not come from our newsroom so yeah. it's you kind of have to, to understand that a lot of the bias stuff like yeah isn't here it's yeah. not in this it's for not in sure this building. for sure and i so i think i think there's that and i think the other part of it too is i feel like in 2016 a lot of places missed the story you know what i mean like nobody saw i don't think anybody i don't remember a lot of people very confidently stating that president you know the trump was going to be president in 2016 i think a lot of people missed that story so uh, i think you know we as a newsroom overall are focused on making sure that we're um that the reporting we do this year is telling the stories um kind of like from the bottom up uh so that we can see what what issues actually are you know less horse race uh there'll be some of that but more focused on what are the issues what are people concerned about that sounds nuts and bolts um but you know the with to the extent that the national media might have missed it in 2016 i think it's on us to identify these trends as we see them from you know we've got a number of battleground counties in our in our area and we actually just started a, a series um which i think we've done two or three counties now it's whenever you see us talk about pivot counties that's our uh, our newsroom wading into these counties to find out what are the issues um, that are affecting people right now. And these are counties that, you know, I might have gone uh, Bush, Obama, Trump uh, in the last three elections. So um, those are places that are in play. What do they care about? So that's where we're focusing our efforts as a newsroom to tell those stories um, so that we're not just here's the latest poll and this guy's winning, you know, which is, you know, there'll be some of that, but it shouldn't just be that. That's interesting. If I just lean back, sitting, just, <laughs> just, just Trent is stroking his just chin. Just, just back here thinking, Very professorial, right? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I mean, it's it, that's the it just blows my mind how much goes into digital and where the whole um, media news media this the, industry is going. The yeah, media, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you? I mean, I guess you, like you said, you just take your little, your small bets, and then sometimes double down, sometimes fold. If I, and find a find a way to be useful to some group of people, like and and that's and you you two TikTok. guys are well, hey TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you you two guys have jobs like usefulness is built into both your jobs, right? So I want to get to where I'm going. I need John Rutter. I want to get there safely. I need Trent McGill. You know, like that's 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 part of being useful, and that's part of why I think you guys have a certain amount of. Um, resonance on social media is because you know people need you guys like and people need local journalism also in their lives so that when there is some corruption in their town or there is some issue they're dealing with with you know whether it's the water department or the the power whoever it is that they have somebody they can turn to they can they can get them answers and and put their put a spotlight on their story so uh, you know to me like finding finding those different ways to be useful uh, you'll always still always be an audience for that there should be anyway that's great and yeah. you're you are our speaker for all of that like our uh, promoter <laughs> like i mean uh, it's it not like, not even promoting but it's just getting the word out yeah um so what are we like 45 minutes hour something like talking that. here about yeah. the internet we're right love it. more than just the internet what, uh, how much how much more time you got i know uh, that you're, I, could, I could talk for a bit more yeah i wanted to ask you about this too because sure. um you uh, one of the things that i always struggle with and <laughs> brian shaw actually alerted me to this is the signature on an email uh-huh. <laughs> and you yes. wrote an awesome article yes. that was like I mean, just gold on how, yes. like, what it means, and essentially, yes. there's no right way to, to to end an email. There, there is one, <laughs> there is one cool authoritative way, way to end an email. Uh, so I, I wrote an article for Los Angeles Magazine about all the ways that your email signature as passive aggressively hating on the person that you're sending it to. <laughs> so if you just do like thanks, period, it sounds angry, right? It's like the implication is like thanks. Uh, you know, parentheses, you incompetent fool. You know, like that's that's what you're really saying. Um, you know, sin- sincerely is like I don't really care about this email. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways that that you can do it. The only way I think that. Because we talked about this a lot at the LA Meg office, because these are the issues that concern us. Uh, is uh, if you <laughs> if you if you sign your just your initials on an email, that's kind of cool. Like that's kind of like you know, like you you write this email and you just put you know JD, you know, and it's like I'm gonna. That's awesome. I'm yeah. gonna start doing. Uh, it's yeah, funny like, because I used to do best Jr. So when yeah. I when I when Brian sent me that article, I immediately like I was like, all right, war's best. <laughs> so best, yeah, and so best I identified as condescending. <laughs> Like, like you don't have which the is best. exactly me. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I have some best to give. Yes, you need some best because you are lacking in best. You're a best needer. I'm a best giver. Best here, take some. Here, take some best because you're inferior in some way. Like your status is lower than mine. So best is a status. It's a status play. It's like saying I'm better than you. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, there's awesome. So, anyway. Th- those th- yeah, those are the kind of very important issues I covered at Los Angeles. Magazine. What if you don't even leave? Like, what if you just like? That, I think that's the blank. other acceptable one. The other acceptable one is they already saw your name when their when your email came in, so they don't they know who wrote it. You're just repeating information a second time. So to me, it's your initials or don't sign it at all are the perfectly acceptable ways 
to do that. And I, the reason I wrote this article is I've been yelled at twice in my professional life (laughs) for writing emails that were construed as angry where I was just writing declarative sentences. So I wrote, I wrote about this previously too, where I was writing to a a coworker or somebody who uh, was one of my writers on staff. And I had to have conversations with uh, people I worked with like superiors because they were like, uh, one of them said, you're being very terse. Tone in your email. You're terse. And I was like, and I was like, show me the, show me the email. And it was just me. Let me Google terse. Yeah. It was, (laughs) it was, it was, it was me writing the way that I'd want to be written to, which is in declarative, simple and simple to understand sentences. Uh, and, uh, it was construed as, um, as, is not being empathetic. So I, uh, now like in more often than not, well, if I'm giving feedback, I might do the old compliment sandwich. Uh, cause I don't want to talk to anybody from, you know, uh, about those things where I work. I just want to do my work. So, uh, so, you know, it might be, uh, it might be, Hey, this is great. Um, Hey, we need to talk about this and here's some other great thing. Like I'll, I'll do that. And I used to not do that ever. Um, some people, if I have a, if I have a long relationship with them, they know where I'm coming from. You could just fire it back and forth yeah. and it's fine. But there are times when you have to take people's feelings into account. And, uh, and I, and I got, I got nailed for that one early in my career. So that was a, that was a development opportunity for me. I think I- <laughs> I just got nailed for that this morning, actually. Oh, um, <laughs> I sent an email uh, yeah. to the web to the web staff. Yes, this you morning. did. Yes, you did. Yes, <laughs> like you did. with a smile on my face as I'm sending it, and then yep. now that I'm reading it. I'm like, wow, I'm an ass. Uh, <laughs> like, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Completely like, oh man, yeah. Everything in, in your email this morning was true, uh, and, 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 the, and the web team took it hard. They took I it did, hard, I, which I completely didn't mean for right, that exactly. by any means. So. Exactly. Yep. And now it makes complete sense. You brought, like, you know, and, and without getting into specifics, Trent brought up a very good point. He passed along some feedback, but when you uh, email robs you of all your humanity, it does, it does, I, and I it's difficult to balance right that. Now. Exactly, and so I, you know, that, that's why th- there's a reason emojis and emoticons and things like that popped up because we can't communicate just uh, with text without right. without alienating ourselves or making people feel bad. It's just impossible. I wrote this at 4.15, 15 minutes before we're supposed to do the news, before the news started and when I should have been recording the web stuff. Uh, so I didn't even sign it out. I didn't even do it. I just literally just like, best. boom, boom, best. boom, <laughs> like picture send. Like, oh, best. Man, I need to go apologize. Trent, sincerely, right? Trent, uh, regards. Yeah. Way to oh, screw man. it up. Uh, <laughs> you right? Suck oh, man. it. Uh, oh, man. I need to go apologize. Now uh, I feel terrible. Um, uh, that's all right. Anyway. It's gonna, fine. Let's end this podcast with our initials. All right. <laughs> I like that. That sounds fine. All right. You can go first. I feel you can terrible. Let, you I feel so right now. It's fine. I Follow feel, you on TikTok uh, at TM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No. All right. TM out. You know what? Here... <laughs> Let me let me say one thing about your guys' show. Uh, I I like your show because you guys have fun. Like I, this is this is a piece of podcast ad, advice because I used to do one in Los Angeles that I always give people. If you're having fun, the audience is having fun. So uh, you know, you guys like keep this you, this this beautiful bromance you guys have going. <laughs> uh, keep it going. We've been holding hands the whole time. Yeah, yeah you can't see this. <laughs> It's nice. They've been uh, they, they 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 drink through straws wrapped around each other's arms. <laughs> it's actually it's one straw. It's, it's, a, one, yeah. it's a what's a why? It's great. It's great. Uh, no, you guys are you guys have a lot of fun, and I, I think that's uh, you know that's why people like listening to you. So you know, and th- and and the same goes for the show in Good Morning Cleveland. You know, you guys ha- you guys have had some great moments together, and we uh, we love sharing those moments on the web because mm. you guys are are really uh, funny and authentic, and you know. Well, it's, thank you. Yeah, and, and that speaks to that show. That that show is one that is very easy to watch because of the, all the great people on it. That's and, why I came back. And yeah. the, it's easy and fun. I was going to say, and just piggybacking off of that, like with regards to the podcast and everything, 
typically you're supposed to have some sort of niche. I feel like we don't have one, and I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, your guys' niche is it's you guys. You know what I mean? You guys are, and, and it's fun. And so if you and, and if you if you if you watch our shows or you follow you guys on social media, this is just another way to hang out with you guys. So it's fun. I I did a show in Los Angeles where it was me and my friends, and we would bring in a guest, and we would just talk, and it was an incredible amount of fun, and it had a certain it had a certain amount of uh, listenership. Uh, There's probably a ceiling to it though because it wasn't about some specific topic. It wasn't it wasn't true crime. It wasn't right. improv. It wasn't whatever. It was just us hanging out and having fun. And I think there needs to be a space for that in the world. So um, I think we can have all kinds of different shows and, and they can all exist for different reasons. Nice. Yeah. One more quick shout out. Speaking of a true crime podcasts, Sure. One of my best friends wife just released her podcast. I don't know if we can promote things, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Shallow Graves is ooh. the name of her podcast. And it It'll give you chills. That's it's, a good. It's nuts. Yeah. That's a good name. That's what we struggled with when we started out. Right. <laughs> coming up with a name. Right. Yeah, it's nuts. So yeah, go check that out. All right. Cool. <laughs> anyway, we done. Like We're it. out. Good. Yeah. Perfect. All right. You guys didn't say your initials. Oh, J- JD. Jr. <laughs>